Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the One Talk podcast. You have your host, Ryan McCarthy. And on today's episode, we are joined by Ben Jeffrey. Ben is a men's coach who focuses on supporting men with quitting toxic habits, find fulfillment, and skyrocketing their health, wealth, relationships, and purpose. Ben also teaches men the mastery of NoFap, semen retention, and unlocking a masculine mindset. On today's episode, we dived into a Q&A because this is Ben's second time coming on the podcast and it's a really good opportunity to be able to pick Ben's brain on multiple different topics of what he specializes in and ask some really quality questions from the community. So some of the questions you can expect that come up in this episode and the topics that we discuss is how can I embrace masculinity in a healthy way? How can I earn the respect of my partner? What is semen retention and the benefits? How can I find my purpose? How can I build confidence and so much more? So I'm keen for you to check out today's episode. In other news, if you could please leave this podcast a rating, it would mean so much and just helping this podcast grow and reaching a larger audience. Also, One Talk merch is in the bio. Today's episode is sponsored by Arlo Collaborative Gardens, where they strive to support individuals in their journey of self and personal development. Now, Arlo, they believe that everyone has the potential to achieve their goals and live a truly fulfilling life. Arlo are here to guide and empower both men and women on their unique paths towards personal growth. For their coaching and mentoring programs, Arlo utilize a variety of effective techniques and methods, such as hypnotherapy, which is a powerful tool for positive, long-lasting change, emotional change technique, also known as ECT, which facilitates emotional healing by combining elements of meditation and traditional psychology. Arlo continually explore and integrate various techniques and methods to suit the unique needs of each individual client. These include mindfulness practice, cognitive behavioral therapy approaches, and also breath work and more. Arlo Collaborative Gardens empowers individuals to tap into their inner resources, gain clarity, and develop sustainable strategies to overcome challenges. Whether you are seeking to manage stress, improve relationships, overcome limiting beliefs, or enhance performance in various areas of life, Arlo Collaborative Gardens is here to support you in every step of the way. So please check the link in the bio, check out Arlo Collaborative Gardens, and check out the work they do and get in contact. I can't recommend them enough. But without further ado, let's welcome Ben. Thank you all. Thank you all. The marathon continues. Victory lap tonight, though. Victory lap tonight. Welcome, Ben. How are you, brother? Yeah, doing very well. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well, thanks. It's uh, good to have you back on the One Talk, back on the podcast, and to share some more insight and value from your own expertise. I'm really keen to dive into a Q&A that we've gotten from both of our audiences and we've put them together and I'm really keen to pick your brain on these questions we've got together here. Yeah, no, it's a, it's an honor being here again. Enjoyed the last one. So yeah, excited to get into, into these questions. Yeah. I just want to start off like how's life been since our last episode we did together. So let's just say in the last couple of months, how's things been going for you? Yeah, things have been going really well, actually. Um, I think when we spoke, I kind of was, uh, pushing my, you know, just everything with the business, trying to get more clients on board, etc. I had sort of goals I had in my mind, um, and they've kind of come to be, uh, they've come into fruition. So yeah, working with a, a fair few amount of guys at the minute, um, everyone's getting great results, and yeah, just enjoying, you know, enjoying the process. So yeah, things have been great. Thank you. Mm, that's because yeah, the things are coming to fruition. It just shows how when you put so much work and you stay consistent over a certain period of time, you start getting the results that you once designed. Yep, 100%. And also, I think it was the first, one of the first times I really kind of set an intention or, you know, people might call it manifestation or something like that. But I really believed, I saw something in my head, I saw a vision. And I just, every day, kind of just uh, meditated in a way. And it's just interesting how, these things actually kind of happen, you know, when you really put the right process in, it kind of, uh, it's very interesting. So, yeah. yeah. That just shows the power of visualization as well. Like when we, our mind gets fixated on something 
and we envision the path, we envision what it feels like, we envision the whole thing, we'll be surprised in how much energy that gives us in the present moment to keep pushing towards that. And also, before you even know it, it starts unfolding in front of your own eyes. Yeah, it is. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely one that I, uh, it's a new one for me to really tap into. But yeah, it was, it was, it's interesting. Epic, bro. Well, I'm going to get into these Q&As and I'll, um, I've am i got them all in order. So I'll just start with the first one. Someone asked, how do you derail that way of thinking when you have urges to do it and you must, and you feel you must do it? And I think that's relating to fapping. Yeah. So you cannot change emotion with logic only through action. So the best way to explain this is if a guy is depressed and you go up to him and you say, hey, man, uh, you're depressed. Why don't you just think that you're not depressed and you'll you'll feel better? And the guy will probably look at you and be like, thank you, mate. That's, that's brilliant advice. You've really helped me there. Because the thing is, you can't change the way you feel by thinking. So what a lot of guys do is when they have that urge, they try to think their way out of it. Oh, don't fat, don't fat, don't fat. And it just, it just doesn't work. That's not how it works. So the only way you can overcome that is by taking action. You know, whether that action be movement, you know, whether it be getting out of the house, any form of like kind of sexual transmutation, but um, breathing is the best thing, you know, because it's something you can do any time, any place, anywhere. And um, something I teach my clients is to shift their energy in the body through breath. So what you're actually, when you're feeling that urge, you're not, it's not necessarily sexual. It's just energy that's building up in your body and you just don't know how to maneuver that and, and use it. So um, you can focus on your breath really focus on it raise that energy up your body whilst you're breathing kind of visualize it raising up your body don't think don't use your mind at all completely shut your mind off and that can definitely help um and yeah another thing is too is like if uh urges kind of work like fire so you know imagine you you, you want to start a fire right you get an ember you spark some spark put some sparks on some kindling and then you get an ember now for that ember to catch into a flame you have to you have to blow on it you have to give it attention and it will catch a flame it's the exact same with an urge you know if an urge an urge is like that ember and if you give it attention it will catch into a flame and the more attention you give it the more wood you're putting on that fire whereas at the start it was just that tiny ember and if you just kind of rejected that thought or rejected that initial thing coming in that was of a sexual nature the problems kind of disappeared you know it's the saying like an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So if you can apply those two things and do that over a period of time, uh, you'll find urges much easier to deal with. Mm, makes a lot of sense. I've actually got a couple of my own questions on the back of some of your answers there just to try and break it down a bit. Do you believe like, you said it's not sexual energy most of the time. Do you believe it's just because it's like a habit that we have to do it and that's why we feel the urge or is it multiple factors that could play out? Um, I think there's definitely different layers to it. Uh, you know, you could, you could really go deep with that one, but for me, the base understanding is, uh, looking at kind of like traditional Chinese medicine is probably the one that makes the most sense where they believe in the three types of energy, qi, shen, and jing. But in this case, we're talking about jing, um, which is kind of like our pri primal energy. It's related to like reproduction, creativity, you know, excess excess sexual behavior leads to you know your jing being low because you're you're losing it and it's kind of like your it's kind of like the wax of a candle right it's like the energy we get from our parents and it's like the the reserves you know so what we're doing is we're constantly leaking that energy because it's, it's a formed habit it's a learned habit um and what's happening is the reason you get quote quote an urge is because the the chinese believe that the lower dantian have you heard of you heard of that before right no. so so it's like there's like three points of it. Like there's these three centers, but the energy begins in your lower abdomen. Like that's where, that's the start of where this energy is released. And then it raises up your body. So what's happening is you're just getting a, a build up down here and you're just constantly leaking it every single time. It's like having someone giving you a, a money every week. And instead of you putting it in your bank, you're just spending it. And that's the habit most guys are in. Um, and as a result, they never, and there's be certain benefits to allowing that energy to go up your body. Um, yeah. So it's, that's, uh, that's kind of what I, I believe. So yeah, I'm not sure if that answers 
yeah, kind of simplified that as much. I simplified that as much as I could, but yeah. Yeah, it makes sense because especially as men, like we are very logical thinking. Like we try, we try to be strategic around overcoming challenges and adversity. And I think that's why they get caught up in that trying to fall where they try and think their way out of it instead of taking the action because they're so caught up in their head and trying to think of strategy. That's the thing that's actually stopping them from even taking the action to begin with. Yeah, that's what it's about. It's really about, you know, align, a big thing I teach clients is align yourself with the kind of guy you, you want to become. Does, you know, a guy, you know, if you brush your teeth every day, you don't need to think about that. You don't count how many times I brushed my teeth this week. You know, you just, you just do it. Right. So, that's exactly what the guy who does the semi-retentive thing would do. You know, he wouldn't count the days. He just goes about his day. You know, it sits in the back of his head. And that's really the kind of, you have to start adopting that mentality. And clients get incredible results when they do that. You know, every client I have is just like, I'm like, yeah, so how far in are you? And he's like, I don't even know. She's like, all I know is I'm feeling good and, and the benefits are great. And yeah, man, and it's like, it's easy. And a lot of people don't believe it can be easy too. You know, I think a Western thing is, we think we have this association that success equals hard shit, hard work, struggle, that there has to be this correlation of the two. Where in reality, what well, why? Why does success have to be hard? Why can't success be fun and easy? If you change your mindset in that way, then uh it makes you think, oh actually, you know, that's true. Why can't success just be easy? Mm-hmm. It's a weird shift that we we have, but if yeah, if you can do that, you realize, oh like, yeah, this process can be easy, but if you have the right tools you're able to to move that energy and it, it's all about that energy that's really what it comes down to and it's really about purifying your mind too it's about purging out all of those thoughts um not la- not allowing them to enter you know triggers you see you see an image of a girl on instagram you have to have that discipline there to to kind of block don't let that come in because once it gets in that's the problem you know but if you don't let it in it can't it can't affect you um so yeah yeah, and I'm a big advocate for the breathwork side of it too and also the mindfulness practices because that that can just help you rationalize and think more clearly but also shift the energy. Like for me, four, six, nine breathing works best, like in the nose for four, hold for six, out the mouth for nine. What have you seen work best or what do you teach for your clients, the people you work with? Like what type of breathing strategies or techniques? Yeah, it's interesting. I don't actually teach them any sort of, in terms of any structure. Uh, I actually just say breathe however you want just focus on your breath really visualize the air coming in and out you know and yeah switch off the mind but whilst you're doing that you want to kind of go in your body and almost visualize it in the sense of like see your body and as you're breathing because you want to do this when the urge is kind of at its peak right when you're you're feeling like like you feel this build up of energy and that's where those you're trying to think your way out of it this is where you want to apply that technique where you, you you focus on your breath and you really visualize that energy raising up your body whilst you're breathing. And you will actually feel um, a, like a, like you kind of level off, like it's not as intense. Um, you know, the saying I use is like where focus goes, energy flows. So if you're just constantly thinking about not not relapsing, well, it's just, that's where your focus is. Your focus is still on that point. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of the shift. So it's not it's not specifically, a, you know, a specific amount of time. Um, it is just because you want to be able to do this, you know, anywhere. Like if you're driving your car, if you're sat in a restaurant, whatever, it doesn't really matter. Like you just, you just breathe, but it's just that it's the act of, it's the most simplest form of an action. Breathing is the most, well, at least from my opinion, it's like the most simplest form of an action. You know, you're doing something, but it's so, it can be done anywhere. You know, if you say, oh, you need to take action to get over this. Well, you're not always going to have access to a gym. You're not always going to have access to to a, a woods to go for a run or you know a beach to go jump in or whatever so having the breathing technique allows and and every client i've ever had has always said it's amazing like it's just it's a game changer like through the whole process so yeah yeah 100 it's helped you become present and even like if someone is listening you think that it might not work for you like i was one of those people back in the day i used to always think i'd never do breath work i started doing it i'm like fuck i wish i did this sooner <laughs> so it's a really good strategy yeah. to implement. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's very cool. So for our next question, man, we had, how can I embrace my masculinity in a healthy way? Sorry, I just want to sort this out. Yeah, you're all good. Not sure if I can. That's probably a bit better, actually. Yeah, it's good. Um, 
yeah, that that song was just killing me. Um, so how can you embrace the masculinity in a healthy way? It's a good question. Um, I think one of the misconceptions of masculinity, at least from my opinion, is a lack of emotion. I think a lot of guys think that being a masculine guy is um, not having any emotion. And I, I, I disagree. I think what makes you masculine is the, the whole point of being masculine is the love of things, you know, the love of women, the love of children, the love of music, you know, that's incredibly masculine. Um, you know, men go to war and they fight. Why? Because of the love they love their country. They want to defend their country. If we have no emotion, then why would we fight? You know, if you want to get in the ring, you want to win. You want to win because, um, you know, I've seen it. You know, if you if you fight for a reason, if you get in that ring and you're fighting for your family, you're fighting for your honor. You know, you're fighting for your legacy. These are all things that are very deep, um, deep rooted emotions. So, and they draw out they draw out the best of us. You know, in terms of masculinity. So, um, yeah, to embrace our masculinity in a healthy way, I think it's finding that it's about having that ability to love, but also at the same time having all the the opposites. So, for example, having boundaries, you know, having um, discipline, you know, things that aren't as pleasant but are necessary for for your success in life. Um, you know, and I think, yeah, I think that's probably one of the biggest things, like just being being grounded, learning to be grounded, um, being disciplined, being, um, you know, being having goals, you know, consistency, striving for something. These are all things that inherently we know are attractive. You know, women, the feminine is attractive to the masculine, right? And these are all things that if you were to embody these things and execute on them, naturally women would be impressed. They would be attracted, just like no fat, right? What does that require? Well, that requires self-discipline. That requires self-control. That requires intelligence, understanding. Why would you even want to do that in the first place, right? And I know from my experience, uh, I, I even had a woman come up to me the other day in the gym who followed me and, and, and said she was blown away by someone my age who, who thinks the way I think, um, you know, previous partners. Like, as soon as they find out about, oh, the NoFap thing, they're actually you think that they might be like, well, that's so weird, but they actually respect you more, you know? Yeah. So um, how to embrace your masculinity in a healthy way? I'd say, um, yeah, I don't think it's about hitting the gym and, and lifting a bunch of weights. I really don't think that matters. And that's coming from a guy who does that. You know, I'm, I go to the gym and I'm, I'm insanely strong, like, you know, I'm, and I'm, that's great. And I think it is important, but I don't think it's the actual defining factor, you know? Um, I really think masculinity is defined by your inner strength. And I think a big thing about, I'd say one of the biggest things about masculinity too is the ability to take, be, being willing to take on responsibility, you know, being willing to take on responsibility, uh, whether that be, you know, I think business for me forced me to like be more responsible. I have to take care of people, I have to be organized because people relying on me, you know. Um, and yeah, just taking responsibility for your life. You know, and, and taking accountability, all, all these things that that's what really counts in terms of masculinity, not not lifting weights, you know, not sleeping with women, not um, smoking cigars. None of that shit. That, there's a difference between having, doing and being, you know, like you're doing things that are, are masculine, but you want to be masculine. You want to actually embody the traits of someone who's masculine. And some days, you know, you might slip out of that and it's a again it's it's all practice it's all experience um so yeah that, that's something i would say uh uh things yeah so it's really just about your, your character traits and, and your, your values as well and you can the more things you do you know quote unquote that are of that nature you the more you will become masculine as well i feel masculine as a result yeah that's what i'd say you hit the nail on the head with doing versus being I think that yeah. sums up perfectly because a lot of people think of the external when it becomes being masculine, you know, big and strong and dressed in a certain way and smoking cigars. Like, I guess some factors could play into it, but the fundamentals come down to the inner strength, not the outer strength. Yeah, I'm not dissing those things. I like all those things. So, yeah, like, I'm, not, I'm, not diss <laughs> I'm not dissing that. I'm just saying that's just not enough. You know, that's yeah. not going to convince because that's all well and good. But, you know, people... People will always find out who you really are. 
I'm a big guy in, on like honesty. You know, I think the whole dating world is just built on like a lot of guys are like, oh, do this technique, do this technique. But it's like, yeah, but but why don't you just be you? Because then, you know, just be you in the sense that like if you're if you're yourself and she doesn't doesn't find you attractive, then you've got work to do. Go back to the drawing board. Stop trying to make someone like stop trying to be a salesman and sell some shitty product. Make the product good and then people will buy it, you know? Um they're all too focused on sales. They're focused on the trick, the line to to get that initial attraction, to get that initial buy-in. But it's like if you can't retain your client, then what's the point? Like your your product is, is fundamentally broken. So go build a great product. And if you build a great product, you don't really need to market that hard, you know? Like that's the thing. If you have a solid product, you will just be on the train and some girl will look at you and go, or, you know, get into a conversation with you and she'll just be like, this guy's different. You know, this guy's really, he's just got something about him, you know? And that takes a lot of work. And I think a lot of guys aren't willing to do that work. Mm, and that's what I product. teach my clients. Like, yeah, that's what I teach my clients. Like, guys, like, why are you worried about girls? You know, it's like trying to chop a tree down with a blunt axe. It's, it's like, bro, your axe is blunt. Go away, spend four hours sharpening the blade. Then go back to the tree and you'll cut the tree down in seconds, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Especially with like how much energy and time can be spent on trying to chase girls when you can actually use that energy to put within yourself. Cause I'm the same. Like I love all the other external things. Like I love going to the gym. I love looking good. But it's also making sure I keep myself in check with the inner work and the inner strength and making sure that the external of me is like a representation of the internal me. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. I 100% agree. Our next question is, I feel my partner doesn't respect my decision-making. How can I earn the respect of my partner? Okay. Um, I mean, that's a, that's a very uh, difficult question for me to answer. I mean, obviously, I'd be more, I'd like to know more, but... Very broad. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Well, I think maybe that's, you know, and I'd assume that is because uh, you, your track record hasn't been the best. So that trust, that decision making, um, that trust hasn't been established. Um, so what I think that would come down to is maybe in the past you, you made a mistake or maybe something happened that she she's now a bit cautious when it comes to that. She wants to take on her own leadership, you know, lead herself. So um, I'd say... Yeah, it's about, I'd say it's probably about, you know, deciding. There's nothing wrong with being decisive. I think being decisive is, again, it's one of them things that's extremely attractive. So and it, I think it takes practice. You know, you have to be decisive in your own life. You have to be decisive for yourself with certain situations, etc. Um, but being decisive doesn't necessarily mean just deciding anything. Like, because just for the sake of... Like, okay, there's three options. I'm just going to pick this one just so it, it looks like I'm so decisive. That's not necessarily right. That's almost overkill. You want to be calculated. You want to take the time to go, okay, let me look at these. Look at, let me look at my options, weigh out what's ideal. And then in an appropriate amount of time, make, make a decision based on the information I've gathered rather than just blindly deciding to look like you know what's going on. Um, so being comfortable with not ru super rushing into things and, uh, and yeah, I think, you know, also for her to kind of like respect your decisions, I think she just needs to respect you as a whole. So work on yourself, work on uh, just doing the things, you know, doing the things you want to do with your life, you know, training, taking care of yourself, you know, um, showing up, improve, improving your life on your side and being the man you want to be. And as a result, inevitably, she'll have more respect for you. And if you if you feel like you know where you're going, she's much more likely to trust you and want to follow your lead but if you feel like you don't know what's going on and you're kind of like you don't have a clear direction in your life um she'll probably you know she'll probably take she'll probably fill that role for you so yeah that's 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 best thing i've come up with yeah that's what i was thinking of when i had this question as well was the decisiveness and trust as well just from like the kind of jam-packed question that was because without the details it's hard to know but Decisive and trust are probably the two main factors that come up. And also want to say, like, there's nothing wrong with having to take time to make a decision. Like, if you say to your partner, oh, give me an hour just so I can sit and think about it or wait till tomorrow and I'll have an answer for you. 
then she has trust within you that she knows that you're thinking about it and actually taking it into consideration. That builds trust as well. So there's nothing wrong with taking time to make an answer if you don't have one in the current moment. It's just being open and honest with the person and having those conversations too. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think that's a big thing. Yeah, just having that clear communication. You know, it's not always about don't fear being wrong. Don't always fear of like not being 100%. There's nothing wrong with that, you know, because um, she's on your team too. You know, you can always make a decision together. You know, you can you can not necessarily like you're, you're still the leader, but it's like you just negotiate, you know, you communicate. Yeah. I think women need to be heard. They need to be understood. They need to feel listened to. So as long as you're doing that and she feels like you've got her best interest at heart, I'm sure she'll be much more receptive. Yeah, especially with being wrong as well. That's like a big piece that a lot of people struggle with, whether it's relationships, whether it's career, whether it's going to the gym, like in every aspect of life, there's that fear of being wrong that stops people from even taking the action and begin the journey of like self-improvement or building connections with people that they know they need to build connections with. But that fear of being wrong just holds so many people back. Yeah, definitely. Um, I dread to think how many guys there are out there that refuse to send me a DM, refuse to talk to me because purely of pride, you know? And I get it. I get it. Um, I remember when I was younger, I, I was terrible with, I didn't understand anything about girls or anything like when I was younger. And I, uh, there was a video I saw. I think it was like one of the RSD guys and it was like how to get out of the friend zone. And I remember looking at it thinking, what kind of loser would have to watch a video on how to get out of the friend zone? And then, uh, and then I was like talking to some girl and I, I realized I was in the friend zone and I was thinking, damn, okay, <laughs> maybe I need to like, maybe I thought, you know what, let's just click on it, like see what this is about. And I watched this video and in that video, just a few things changed in my whole perspective. I, I was getting wrong and I was like, what like this is crazy you know and then i just went down the whole a whole rabbit hole and um yeah just that minor decision to be more open-minded led me to to a ton of growth you know you know not always in the most positive but for the most part you know learning a lot of great things um that that helped me so so yeah i definitely agree i think you know it's a great book ego is the enemy by uh ryan Hodday. it's quite popular and it it kind of lays that out like how you, if you don't you know if your um your ego can hold you back you know if you're not willing to be the kind of the put yourself below at the bottom then you you won't be able to get to the top you know there's no shortcut so yeah this is a, a cool book mm. i feel like it's sometimes good to be in rooms where you are the person who doesn't know the most where you may have the fear of being wrong that's the, one of the best opportunities to educate yourself more and to learn more and to understand more and to become more curious in those environments so that you can actually reflect that back on, within yourself and to see what you can take on from that. You know, like if I go into a situation now and I feel like I'm going to be wrong, I don't really have the fear behind me anymore attached to that because I'm like, I'm going to learn something from this experience. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, I think it's like you win or you learn, right? So if you're talking, you're you're not um you're not absorbing anything you know you're you're just giving it you're you're giving it out which isn't always a bad thing but you know if you want to grow as an individual you talking about the stuff you already know isn't gonna isn't necessarily gonna yield a ton of growth whereas if you could sit down and listen that's something i actually struggled with probably like last year i just it was like very self not self-absorbed but like i just I always wanted to talk. I always wanted to show people I knew, whereas I didn't factor in that other people know stuff too. You know, like if you ask good questions and you listen, you can learn a lot from people. You know, even if they're just telling you their life story, you can you can take key things like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that, or maybe I should do that. You know, or something they did in their in their journey, or something along those lines. Um, so listening is a powerful tool in in life. Yeah. And that's the awesome thing about like a platform like podcasts. And that's why I love, you know, being a podcast host because I get to interview people like yourself and everyone from all different walks of life. And you get to learn so much. And I think doing a podcast is probably one of the biggest blessings for me because before I did it, I was very much so, you know, being like more of an educator for mental health because I was working in the field before I started the podcast. But then once I started the podcast, I'm learning from people. I'm actually listening to them and getting a deeper understanding. And that's expanded my knowledge so much. 
yeah no that's really cool i can imagine you talk to a lot of very interesting people sure yeah yeah <laughs> our next question is what can i do to find my purpose i feel as though i'm just floating through life yeah that's a great question um i think one thing i've realized is everyone is different everyone has a unique thing that is special to them they have a gift they have something that they want to do and that and that doesn't have to be one thing you know you can be multifaceted you could be a great musician you could be an athlete you could be someone who's hyper intelligent you could be a podcaster you could be like five different things at once you know, look at someone like ksi you know from the uk he's a singer he's a multi-millionaire he's a boxer well actually i don't know about that but you know he's uh, i'm joking but like you know he's um he's doing all these different things and it just goes to show that you really can do anything so i think um to find your purpose it starts at its most basic level with you know from the saying a man with no purpose seeks his purpose through pleasure so if you're if you don't have a purpose you're going to be seeking out pleasure so look at your life and ask yourself okay where am i just like looking for pleasure you know where am i just looking for that kind of dopamine hit that kind of you know escape escape reality kind of fix and then think okay can i remove these things out of my life you know can i strip these back and that's really what you got to do you got to strip all those things back you know the big biggest one for most guys is the porn for the most part you know if it's not drinking it's not smoking weed it's going to be porn you know or it's going to be hooking up with women or whatever um once you strip those things back now it's almost like you know if it's like the dust can settle. You can finally see clearly. You can finally, your internal compass can actually reveal itself to you. And there's something internally inside you that that you, uh, there's, a, there's a great book actually, I just read, it's called The Science of Getting Rich uh, by Wallace D. Waltz or something like that. And he said that it's like, if a child is like, sees a piano and they wanna, they can almost, hear the music they want to play and they, they want to play the music, but they, they can't quite do it. That desire to, even though they can't do it, the desire to go play that piano, that is God telling you something, you know, that's God communicating with something. You could walk into a room and there could be a bunch of different instruments, but you chose the piano. You chose that because that's what God wants you to do. And now it's your job for your body. You know, your soul knows your soul's there. It's ready, but your body hasn't caught up. You haven't actually acquired that skill. So it's really about your soul. What does that, you know, and like I said, it's different for everyone. So I can't tell you what your purpose is, but what it's about, it's about listening and it's about quieting everything and being able to actually be pulled in a certain direction. And that may take a year, that may take two years, you know, to really flesh that out and figure it out. I only recently fully worked out that, yeah, maybe coaching is really what I'm supposed to be doing, you know, something I love. Um, and I love helping people and it, it just, I'm good at it too. So I like it's, you know, and it, and it actually, I can actually financially compensate myself doing that. So it's like the perfect mix. It's like the, Ikig, you know, the Ikigai. It's like you hit all of those, you know, you're aware of Ikigai. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's like, damn, I actually figured out something that could actually fit into that model, which is great. Um, so yeah, that's what I'd say is, you know, if you're not doing semen retention, you, you just look at your life. If you're sat there and you, you've completely, you're on semen retention and you've got rid of all your bad habits, and you're still asking that question then fair enough but i doubt that's the case you know i doubt that's the case i reckon there's a lot of things that you're doing right now that are, you know it's kind of like when andrew tate said like oh you you want to kill yourself he's like go get a six pack and then ask yourself if you want to kill yourself you know it's like it's that same concept of uh again you cannot change your emotions through logic but only through action so um yeah so i'd say that's the best advice i could give is just remove all those pleasures and really You'll, you'll start to find something that gives you that deeper sense of fulfillment as a result. It's, it makes so much sense. Like over the years of the work I've done, going back to the a man with no purpose seeks purpose through pleasure. And then once you quiet those pleasures, your soul will then have the knowing of what your purpose truly is. Because I haven't seen anyone personally, and even myself in my own experience, like. Once I weaned off drugs and got away from addiction and started to work on myself and build on myself, it was just like an innate knowing within me what I need to do in life. Once I quieted all the noise down, I was able to actually listen to the source. And I feel like, like you said, probably 90% of people, 95% of people, they got too much noise happening in their life that they need to quiet down so they can actually listen in to themselves to see what that purpose is. 
Yeah, yeah, 100%. And we all have things. I think what we do is, is we, you know, we're all, there's so many, there's a million things you could do in this lifetime, right? But there are certain things that you're naturally drawn towards, you know, whether it be, could be anything, it could be like singing music, it could be fighting, it could be boxing, it could be, there's something you like, you know, some guy likes Muay Thai, some guy likes boxing, like they're, they're, they're similar, but they're slightly different. It's like, you like that because that's what you're meant to be doing. That listen to that voice and go and do the thing. Like that because there's something you you must have something, you have something to give there in that area. That's what I believe at least. I believe like the reason you're being pulled towards it is because you you must have something that makes you, you know, you have a gift that's yet to be expressed. It's kind of like um the way I see it, it's like muscle insertions. So you have great muscle insertions, but you just haven't built muscle yet like that's that's kind of where it's at and it's about you actually putting the work in to get those results um and yeah and i think what holds people back again is just belief it's beliefs or like they can't do it no they don't believe in themselves and also they're afraid to start they're afraid to just you know look stupid and fail and go through the fire but get on the other side of that and you're you know you know you're, you're in a good place so yeah yeah. Do you feel like there is any healthy pleasures in the sense like that you can indulge yourself in? I'll give an example because for me, I feel like my purpose is serving the world and serving people and helping people. But then my pleasure is watching football. Like, because in Australia, I'm waking up at like three in the morning to watch Liverpool screaming the house down. And for me, like, that's my pleasure. But do you feel like having pleasures can be healthy in life if it depends on oh, the yeah, circumstances? Well. 100%. I think may, maybe what I'm saying could be taken too dogmatically in the sense of like anything you enjoy, don't do it. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, but like, so for example, let's, let's take what I do, you know, in the, in the case of, you know, the videos on the internet and the, the, the bad habit, you inherently feel a very negative emotion after that. For the most part, most guys will, will admit, yeah, they do feel a deep level of like a negative emotion. Uh, things like hookup culture. I suppose I, I haven't indulged in that a lot um but other guys have and some of them will tell me yeah like i'm not proud of it you know or yeah i, I felt like crap afterwards so there's a, again it's that moral compass you know it's that internal um thing telling you that's bad so that's really the voice you've got to tap into and you've got to really ask yourself am i gaining from this or is it taking away so if you drink people will drink and the next day they'll be like oh why did i do that like, that was stupid or they'll smoke weed and deep down they know it's not right so for example watching a game of football there's nothing wrong with that if it if it's and, and again you'll know internally if you're if you're just i'm watching football all day and it's becoming my life or you've had a sick day you've been super productive and now you just want to watch a game of football i'm not saying completely strip back you know i i don't do that there's lots of things in my life that i do that i enjoy you know whether it be in food or whatever like drinking coffee or music or whatever like it's not like i'm just this kind of insane psychopath who just doesn't have any sort of form of pleasure what i'm saying is from a moral perspective and just it, again it's, it's all down to you because there are probably some people out there that are sat there scratching their head like porn what's wrong with that maybe there are you know there's probably a lot of guys out there that have no problem watching porn and that's great good for them you know i mean it's not for me to i'm not going to tell them how to live their life but there are people that resonate with what i'm saying and they recognize yeah, this is actually something I want to get rid of. And they and they have that pulling towards getting rid of it. And once they do, their lives are a thousand times better. So it's just about listening to that little voice inside of you. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, so, so do you think it's like the pleasures that we should try and avoid are the ones that have guilt and shame attached to them? Um, again, I don't want to say yes, because that guilt and shame could be perceived it could be all perspective it could be subjective like if you've been taught to be shameful about something you'll you will be so yeah true i think it's it's really you know i think uh, you know if you're religious it's if it's following those guys it's what you want you know if you want to be more close to your faith then follow the you know follow what you're what it's saying or if you just internally come to a conclusion that yeah actually this is bad and I want to get rid of it. Because a lot of my clients, like, I'll say, is this something you want to eliminate completely? Like, yes, like out of 10, a thousand. So it's like, okay, these guys know, they know what they want, you know, but it's now actually executing on it. So, 
yeah, I'm not going to sit here and say to people, I'm not here to shame people. You know, I don't care what you do. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to shame anyone. Um, that's not my intention at all. Uh, it's more just for people that want that help. Um, and they know that it's wrong and they can't quite fit. They can't quite get out of it. That's kind of where that's what I'm proposing. So, yeah. And I think there's lots of things, you know, even like things like sex. I'm not saying sex is bad. Sex is amazing. Yes. If it's with the, if it's with the person you want to be with and it's done in the right way, then 100. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's to be enjoyed. That's God made that for a reason. You know, it wasn't there. It wasn't made to, to never be experienced. It's just by means of which you do that. Um, you know how it's done so yeah that's kind of yeah i think that kind of answers the question yeah that makes sense for sure uh our next question is i struggle to stand up for myself and struggle with confidence i hate that so let me rephrase that i struggle to stand up for myself and struggle with confidence i hate that i can't say how i really feel what can i try and do to help with this okay cool again one of these ones where it's like I'd love to ask more questions to understand that deeper, you know, because otherwise I don't know the exact context of how you're bringing that up. Um, yeah, it's a good one. I think for me, like even recently, I've had sort of situations where, you know, frustrating situations where I had to deal with certain things, etc. I think the biggest thing is, firstly, is just knowing, like not needing anyone else's approval and just knowing who you are regardless of what other people say and being confident in that if you really don't know who you are and you haven't got that proof of like no i am this person and i believe i am this person regardless of what other people say other people will make you feel a certain type of way and you'll you'll start believing them you know it's like a ship a ship on the water it stays afloat but if water can get in that ship it will sink it's the same thing and water's like the negativity that negativity can get in it will sink you. Um, and in terms of standing up for yourself, again, that that's that's all based around courage, right? So it takes what it takes is courage. It takes just switching off that mind. And even if you know, like again, uh, you know, we were even growing up in school, you know, some guy would pick on you, he'd pick on you, and and he think, oh yeah, I've got this guy, I can I can just bully him. And that that happened to me once. And I remember one day, I just my brain just switched. And I thought, I'm not going to let this guy, I'm going to show this guy, I'm, I'm not to be pushed around, you know, and I, you know, have a little scrap, whatever. And yeah, you might look like an idiot, but they now know, they now know, oh, this guy's going to fight back. You know, this guy's going to, gonna even if it's, even if he loses, he's still going to give, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard work. Right. So my advice to that would be, it's all about courage. So it's about, um, again, comes back to, to building yourself up and knowing your worth and really speaking to yourself internally like am i really going to let this go on whatever it may be and then standing up for yourself in by any means just purely whatever it may be you know don't be passive aggressive just find that courage and say what you want to say even if it comes out bad it's just the, the mere act of actually making that choice to, to defend yourself or to 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 defend your honor, whatever, that's all you need. It doesn't even matter if it goes well or bad or if you look like an idiot. It's just the fact that you, you know, you don't want to feel like someone's able to just walk all over you or disrespect you. And that will make you, that will take you higher. You know, if someone's disrespecting you, that's going to pull you down uh, on in all different ways. But if you can actually stand up for yourself, tap into that courage, go through the fear, and then you'll actually end up in a much better place as a result. So, yeah, that's, that's probably... I don't know. What do you think? That's yeah, I agree. That's great. That's great advice because like to battle the struggle with confidence is the act of courage. And through yeah, that you learn your lessons. Yeah, confidence is the perception that nothing holds you back. Confidence is when you've done it a thousand times. You've got the accomplishments underneath. You've got the competence. So it's easy. Courage is doing that thing when you lack those things. You lack the accomplishment. You haven't ever done it before. That's what courage is. It's going into the unknown. It's taking a risk. But with that comes great reward. You know, it's like the laws of the universe. You could say, you know, for every action there's an equal or opposite reaction. So if you if you go for something, you're going to either win, you're, you're going to win or you're, you're not. But like, that's the risk you have to take in order to gain something. Otherwise, nothing changes. And, uh, you know, there's been times in my life where I had to find that courage. And it's not it's not easy. It's not easy at all. 
Um, but you really have to have that intention and you have to be brave, you know, you have to just go for it. And that's, that's it. That's all you got to do, you know? Um, and you'll know what you need to do, like internally. Again, I don't know the context of the guy's situation. I don't know what he's referring to, but courage is going to always going it, to, it's, it's honorable, right? You, someone who does something courageous, you, you never go, Oh, what a pussy you you're taken back by it you're like look even though he didn't get what he wanted fair play he did something that i couldn't do you know or even the person that's even the person that's disrespecting you if you if you embody courage they will actually think man maybe this guy isn't who i thought he was maybe he's got more to him and they will inevitably respect you as a result so it's just it's human nature i guess so yeah that's the word you want to that's what you need just courage yeah because like through bravery and courage you'll end up building self-trust for yourself anyway and like confidence will be an extension of self-trust yeah definitely it's just it's all it's all character building that's really uh and it takes time you know it takes experience it takes time it takes going through certain things to really develop that deep sense of confidence definitely bro our next question is what's some non-negotiables in your day-to-day life uh, well, in terms of like habits, etc. Yeah, more so habits. Um, interesting. Non-negotiables. <laughs> Probably praying. To be fair, uh, I'll pray every single night. Um, the reason I do that is because there was a time about this this year, like April. You know, I was going through like a, a quote-unquote breakup, and uh, I say that like because it's not the typical breakup of like being heartbroken, but you know, there was a lot going on, and I didn't really have anyone to turn to at the time. Like genuinely, I felt like alone, and I honestly, honestly felt like the only person I had was God. I was the only person who had my back. The only person that, well, not that necessarily God is a person, but just the only thing I had that I felt like was there for me. And a lot of the things I prayed for at the time were actually answered. And I said to myself, "Look, why would I go to someone or go to something, seek his help, and then get the help and then just leave?" Like how that doesn't make any sense. So I said, I'm going to continue this. You know, I'm not going to stop. And I, I haven't stopped since every single day I pray. And I do feel, um, I feel like it's important. I feel like it's, it's very important, um, at least for me. And yeah, so that's a non-negotiable, no matter how tired I am or whatever, I'll, I'll always make time for that. Uh, and I think that's definitely helped me a lot in my life in, in many different ways. Um, so yeah, that's, that's one um i'm trying to think of other stuff i'd say like if i'm being genuinely honest i'm very disciplined individual i'm very consistent but i wouldn't i'm I'm quite scattered sometimes so i'm not always waking up you know i'm I'm just gonna be real with you guys i i'm not always waking up at exactly 6 a.m like i i i admire people that can do that you know i haven't quite been able to tap into that i don't think i really ever have i have when i was a lot younger um and, I, and I've come to a realization where I'm like, oh, that's okay. It's not always about getting up. That's not what defines success. You could get up at 10 a.m. and still get the work done. You know, it's about getting getting the results throughout the day. It's not about what time you wake up and what morning routine you've got. So in that sense, I am a little bit scattered. Um, but yeah, I try my best. Um, I'm currently reading this book here, actually. I'll show you right here. Uh, it's called The 177 Habits of the mentally mental toughness and secrets of the world class but I'm gonna check i read a page out. of that every day yeah, it's a cool book i read a page of that every day share it on my story um man i don't know i think that's yeah those those two are probably the only two but other than that there's not really anything else yeah i can think of that's good that you said the connection to god as well because that's something that i've been exploring lately and at the start it was kind of similar like i was going for answers but now it's day to day and actually building that relationship and building that connection with God. And then from that, you start seeing the actual benefits as to your life, like just having God present in your life. And for me, that's been a huge factor in just a lot of different aspects of my overall existence, I would say. And also reading as well, education yourself is such an important piece, especially in the line of work that you're in, but also just to understand yourself more at a deeper level. Yeah, I think it just trains the mind as well. I think especially in the world we live in now with Instagram and short form content and all this stuff, your mind can easily just melt and turn to mush, basically. Like you're just not, you're not actually sustaining focus. You're really, you could literally 
you could literally just disconnect. You could be watching a video and just be completely out of it. It doesn't matter, you know, whereas when you're reading a book, you really have to concentrate. And, you know, if you're reading personal development stuff, et cetera, you want to be absorbing that information. So you can't just, do you know what I mean? You can't just like, um, you have to focus. Otherwise, you're not going to take, you know, what's the point? You're wasting your time. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the thing. And, and the God thing as well. What's it fascinating about that is I really believe that that my what I do, of, it's going to sound a bit spiritual, right? The guys are going to be like, this guy's a bit crazy. But I really think it's a three-man, it's like a three-man operation. Like, it's me, it's the client, and then it's God. Like, honestly, I feel like a lot of the clients I'm getting aren't even me doing it. I genuinely feel like I'm I'm just like the middleman for someone else. You know, I'm just helping these guys at the perfect point when they need it. And then they're going off to do their thing, which is just weird. So, yeah, I think uh, that's that's another reason why I do what I do. And I think, yeah, it is, it is what I'm doing is kind of like there's something there. You know, it's um, I, I couldn't be in a business where it's purely materialistic gains you know if i didn't feel like i was actually helping people and again that's that's not me trying to get the moral high ground that's just me me be, me being me i'm not dissing someone else's business where they sell t-shirts or something that's great but for me i needed that to kind of see what i was doing and, and to feel like i was helping people um and yeah i think that it all ties in you know to that connection with god so yeah it's, it's interesting Definitely, because everything has a purpose. At the end of the day, it's all part of God's plan. Like you said, it may feel at times that you are the middleman in between the two. That's because there's a plan in action for that, you know, because he sees something in you that can help build that connection to get closer to him. Yeah, 100%. Well, before we finish up here, man, is there anything lastly you'd like to share with the listeners here? Um, not, not, necessarily off the, not necessarily off the top of my head um all i'd say is you know um yeah my advice to everyone would just be the world we live in right now is is very uh wicked you could say or evil or you know there's a lot of negative things going on in the world and i think people get quite hung up on you know i see i just think the important thing is to to not get into that state of us versus them or you know very black and white i think we need to realize it sounds so hippie but like we are all human beings at the end of the day and it's in many cases you're not going to be able to change the world but i like the quote you know you can't you may not be able to change the world for everyone but you may be able to change the world for for one person so or change one person's world so that's what i focus on you know, i focus on what i can do rather than you know, and, and making sure my life is good and I'm happy internally and I'm helping the people around me, etc. And not getting too hung up on too much of the outside stuff. You know, I think a lot of the red pill community, they love sitting on these podcasts and biting each other's heads off and and insulting each other and exposing each other. And really that that is a very negative thing, I think. You know, I think uh it's it's great and you're well done you've worked out there's an issue but what are you actually doing to solve it you're highlighting the issues but what are you actually doing so it's a, it all starts with us you know as individuals and and that's it you've got to just change yourself you know be the change you wish to see in the world as they say and that's that's all you can do that's all you should worry about it's all you should, you should focus on and as a result i think you'll be you'll find a lot more fulfillment in your life if you do that that's great brother thank you for coming on i appreciate it yeah thank you very much i appreciate you having me Cheers. No worries. Have a good one, guys.